Greetings, and welcome to the Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. I'm Phyllis Hollis, your host. As an extension of my Instagram page, Cerebral Women, this podcast offers insights into the visual art world. I interview artists, mainly artists of color and female artists, who will freely articulate what inspires their creativity. In addition, you'll hear interesting perspectives from dedicated art professionals who work with artists and the art institutions that feature them. I'm confident that collectively, these individuals will indeed stimulate your mind as they do our eyes. Please know these interviews are conducted in my Manhattan apartment, so please forgive the background sounds of city life. Welcome to the Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. In this episode of the Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast, I feature artist Candida Alvarez. Her works include drawings, paintings, prints, and collage that are created with materials that include acrylic paint, colored pencils, enamel, and even embroidery thread on cloth. She is a recipient of the 2019 Joan Mitchell Foundation Painters and Sculptures Grant, and this year, 2021, Candida was the second ever recipient of the Helen Frankenthaler Award in Painting. She received her MFA from the Yale School of Art and has been teaching painting at the School of Art Institute of Chicago over the last 20 years. In 2017, Candida was commissioned by the City of Chicago to create a 200-foot-long digital painting installed outdoors on the Riverwalk as part of the inaugural Year of Public Art. She also collaborated with Comme de Garçon for the 2017 Men's Couture Collection, had a 40-year retrospective at the Chicago Cultural Center, and published her first monographic book titled Here, A Visual Reader, in January of 2020. Currently, her work is included in the inaugural La Triniel at El Museo del Barrio in New York, as well as Latinx Abstraction at Brick Arts in Brooklyn, The Long Dream at the MCA Chicago, and Latinx American at the DePaul Museum of Art Chicago. Candida has had several exhibitions and her work is included in several institutional collections. Reviews of her work have appeared in various publications, including Art Forum, Art in America, Art News, and the New York Times. She holds the F.H. Sellers Professorship in Painting at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. She is represented by Gavlak Gallery, located in Palm Beach and Los Angeles. And she is also represented by Monique Molash Gallery in Chicago, and will show with them during Expo Chicago on April 8th. It gives me so much pleasure to feature Candida Alvarez and share her many accomplishments on my Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. Thank you. Enjoy this episode. Candida, it's so wonderful having you uh, join me on my Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm really honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So let's talk about you as an artist, your journey, and... um, about some of your recent accomplishments. So let's start with, when did you discover your artistic passion? Oh, well, I think it was sort of an evolution. And um, I remember being engaged with uh, Paint by Numbers, uh, you know, just kind of being uh, slow and happy and 
just being engaged, you know, just pay, just following a number system and putting color to it. Uh, and so that was very calming and peaceful. So I would say that that was sort of a beginning point, perhaps, uh, where material enters into a stream of consciousness almost. Uh, but I would say even earlier, I was, you know, I was um, the daughter of parents that really were very engaged and committed to the Catholic Church. And uh, I sort of went along with the ride because I didn't have a choice. <laughs> Um, but I love looking and staring at all the gold and the flowers and the garments and the stained glass windows um, and the smells, right? It's just, it was a, a, such an immersive environment for a little person, you know, um, and um, I just remember the stained glass windows coming in, you know, street, it was, it was, a, it was a church in Brooklyn, I think it was built in the middle 1800s, you know, early 19, I can't remember, St. Anne's Church on Front Street. And it was just beautiful. Um, um, and uh, those windows were just really just big. And there was a lot of them. They were long, you know. And, the, and so I just remember that radiance, that sunlight. And I just, you know, I, I'm an observer and um, I love just watching people move in space. And uh, I don't know, I think I just, I kind of just evolved with it, right? That the, sort of the, the sense of it. I didn't really know what it was for a long time. I didn't come from a family of artists. Um, and so, you know, we weren't, we didn't, I didn't really go to museums very early on. It was later. Um, my sister was taking an art class in high school. We went to Catholic schools. And I remember she came home with these beautiful little panels. <laughs> I, mean, I thought she was great. And then I wanted to do it too. <laughs> and so she was part of an art club. I, I, did I, I don't even remember if I was part of the art club, but I remember just, sort of, you know, trying to do it too. And so uh, slowly but surely I was drawing, I don't know, just everything I could. Well, you know, you're, you, when you speak of um, stained glass, I reflected back on some of your paintings that I've viewed. Would you, would you say that those memories are reflected in your work? I would say that there's so much in my work um, and I would say that they're not specific memories, but I would say that there is something about the edge um, where, you know, the color meets an edge um, that's always stuck with me. And I think that that probably, you know, there is something, and I've also had the opportunity uh, to work with stained glass windows uh, several years ago. Um, so there is something about that. There's something about the way light comes through glass and the way it becomes totally immersive, you know, you become totally immersed in it. Um, and, um, and at that moment, you lose sight of the edges. I mean, you know, that's how they're made, right? So, so they held together. And then you when the light comes through them, you totally forget what they look actually look like, you know, they're, you, you lose all those separations, they just become this halation of light, you know, it's just beautiful, right? So um, I guess, you know, so that's that's somewhere inside, you know, but I would say that um, 
I don't know. I just feel like there is something about an assembly, you know, sort of assembling a painting from parts, you know, that probably has always been with me. So your work blurs the lines between abstraction and figurative. Did you ever lean in one direction more than the other? Well, I would say that when you begin to make work, uh, you know, when you're in school, you always you always begin with the body. You know, it's kind of a classical way to learn um, drawing and painting. And so um, you always learn from looking at the thing in front of you, right? Whether it's a model, whether it's a portrait, self-portrait. So I did that, you know, I was in, when I started my art training in Fordham, I was at Fordham, um, we had a model and uh, I remember painting that model. I still have some of those old paintings, believe it or not. And I have, and I have a lot of the old drawings too. (laughs) (laughs) in very old portfolios that are falling apart. Um, And and so as time goes on, you know, you kind of fight for your own vision and you don't really know what it is. It kind of evolves. And um, so from there, I just went to sort of more gestural painting. And then I just kind of found my way, you know, doing the work that I do now. So it's kind of like, um, it's very organic. the evolution, uh, but it's it's sort of, it, it happens because, I mean, there's a kind of insistence, right? I mean, I'm, I'm sort of trying to figure something out and it becomes important and necessary. And so it's kind of still very mysterious how, how it happens. Are there concepts or thoughts that connect your work? Um, there's a bit of everything, you know, it's life, it's reflection. Um, it's noticing something in particular, you know, it's something like following light and shadow and space. It's sort of just being present to what's in front of you and noticing that it is kind of beautiful (laughs) Um, or it's finding or seeing something in a book, you know, that just is just beautiful, historical. Um, So I would say it's just, it's a bits and pieces of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And what overcomes you when you walk into your studio? How do you feel? I feel really relaxed. I feel very grateful <laughs> that I have a studio. <laughs> that, you know, that there's light and that there's activity and there's something waiting for me, right? Um, I try not to get too anxious. Of course, that happens when you have a lot of go- going on. But... When I start, I get to just be the before I start, just making the time to start. But once I'm there, it's just pretty insistent, and I just go until I'm done. <laughs> um, so I would say it's it's a very peaceful place. And what motivates you? What inspires you? I think it's the mystery of it. It's finding that thing, you know. It's putting that painting together, and all of a sudden, after after many hours, it could be several days, it could be a few weeks, it comes together. I think it's it's how it happens. Hmm. I can imagine. H- has there ever been a particular artist or body of work that really influenced you? I would say there have been several artists um, that have been, that resonated with me, you know, that just came me, I mean, I think there's a, a certain amount of permissions that one, 
that one gives oneself over time and one learns those things somehow, you know, and you find them and you see them in other, in other, perhaps other ways of working or, you know, other, other, other subjects and other works, you know, other combinations, those discoveries that are both conceptual and also very um, much about, you know, seeing, uh, um, and so I would say that, you know, they've been some really wonderful artists in my life who, who I've been humbled by. And, you know, they were just, you know, just amazing personalities, but they were always so kind and so respectful and so attentive somehow. Um, and I mean, two that just kind of, you know, come up or like, I, you know, I remember meeting Romare Bearden many years ago and just kind of, you know, his kindness, his, you know, the way he was just his beautiful smile, you know, um, the people around him. Uh, I remember meeting, you know, being around Elizabeth Murray and her kindness and her work, which is so powerful and so weirdly different, you know, and, um, you know, somebody like, and also Solo Witt, who was also very kind and, you know, a real human being, a really great dad to his kids and had a beautiful, but a very humble studio in the woods. Um, and that faced the trees, by the way. Um, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, there's so many artists, I mean, you know, sort of having a lot of conversations with Carrie Jane Marshall when we all lived in New York, you know, having lived and worked with, you know, Dawood Bay for many years, you know. Um, I mean, I've been very lucky in that I've had, I've been in the midst of so much brilliance, right? And and robust conversations um, that, you know, it just gives you energy and it gives you, it gives you a drive, you know, it gives you, it gives you uh, fuel, you know, when you, one is inspired by others or by, by what one sees, you know, I mean, you know, having seen a Mondrian or, or, um, you know, there's so, I mean, there's just so many, you know, artists that you're trying to understand, right. And, and then, you know, you see their work or like going to um, France and, you know, Louvre and, you know, seeing the work of a Puerto Rican artist, uh, uh, Francisco Yell, and having it next to, and at that time it was right next to uh, the Mona Lisa. You know, that was really a great thing to witness. Wow. Mm. I feel it. So how has your practice changed over the years? I say I, I would say that it, it's more uh, intense. Uh, I do it much more than not, uh, and I would say I'm more courageous. <laughs> I just do what I want to do, and so uh, it's awesome. How had, uh, how did COVID affect your practice? Oh my! Well, COVID was COVID is still affecting everybody. Right. right life but I would say that it took me home I had to go home and work I I was too afraid to go into the studio the the building was closed for a few days but then it was open but I didn't feel safe um just because I couldn't you know most of us didn't understand what was going on right so um 
I went home to my condo and worked at home and I had the table, the dining table. I took over the dining table with the drawings and I borrowed an easel from my assistant. Who The easel is like this French easel that belonged to his grandmother, you know, from years and years ago. And I'm and I'm and I'm painting these little paintings on this easel. And it was so cool to know that she had painted on this easel. Right. And so. I don't know. I just made the most most of it. I just worked. I continued to work despite everything. And I took I took my bed out of my bedroom. <laughs> I was getting ready to paint large paintings. And then finally, I, I felt like it was safe to go back. And so I went back to Mana, you know, where my studio was. And I started painting. That was it. You know, I never stopped. I did a lot of drawings at, at home, too. You know, I just I just pushed through it. I was so sad. It was so sad to look out the window and to go out and see all the, you know, all the wooden panels up, for, you know, for all the destruction, you know, it's just, but it was also very, there was so many other things that were happening, you know, the Black Matters uh, marches, you know, it was just this real, these major shifts, right? I mean, um, major. Yeah, major, major, major. So uh, it just it just gave me more of a reason to keep doing what I'm doing, right? Because nothing nothing is ever guaranteed. Your life, you know, we don't know how much time we have. It just it just puts that right in front of you, right? It's like, okay, I got work to do, and I better do it now because I don't know how long I'm gonna be around for, right? I mean, it, I mean, I don't think I, I think that's what a lot of people are dealing with, you know, the reality of the of their of this more of this physical body, right? Um, of our immortality. So, I mean, more, you know, just um, just real real issues of life and death. And you've had a, a very strong beginning to 2021. Share with us how you felt when you, on February 2nd this year, received the Helen Frankenthaler Award. Wow. I'm so proud of that. I mean, I think there's nothing, just nothing that could be better than having uh, other artists, um, you know, um, nominate you for for such a thing, you know, I mean, I mean, to be in the, I mean, to be the second artist to be awarded that is already pretty amazing, but to sort of, I mean, that award in the spirit of Helen Frankenthaler, you know, who experiment, who pushed, who was, who had her passions. I mean, it's just an honor. It's just a, a quite a profound honor for the, for the medium to say, yeah, you, you know, you're, you're doing some good work, you know, and, uh, I didn't expect it. I was kind of shocked. And, um, um, but I am humbled by, you know, and I'm just, I mean, I'm just working. I just, it allows me to keep working, right? It keeps me going. It, it was, it came at the right time. You know, it was just, it's perfect timing. And so I, yeah, I just want to get into the studio and, and keep working. And so uh, I, uh, just moved my uh, studio to Michigan and uh, it's a big leap because it's mostly farms and <laughs> lots of land, but wonderful air and beautiful light. And I'm just surrounded by all this nature and uh, lots of snow and cold right now, but uh, I have a huge barn uh, for a studio and it's amazing, amazing. And so I can't wait to get really started. I just literally moved, so anyway. 
it feels great. The idea of the barn. Oh. <laughs> but I never expected to do this, but I think it was COVID too. COVID, you know, just made other things possible. And you're just coming off of a sabbatical? Yes. And also, uh, I was very grateful to uh, the Art Institute of Chicago, uh, the School of the Art Institute of Chicago for for my sabbatical, and uh, which was amazingly productive. And, um, and, you know, and now I'm back uh, to remote teaching. And that's a little bit, you know, it's just changing uh, gears. Uh, looking at time very differently. Um, but um, I would say that uh, it's it's great to be in conversations with artists of, you know, that come from all different places and they're all different experiences. It keeps you, it keeps you alive in a different way. So, I mean, I, I think it's been 22 years already I've been teaching at the art, at the school. And so it's been really quite an amazing adventure. And so it's, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow it begins again. <laughs> Three classes. Yeah, my four classes. But, but yes. Welcome back. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, so what do you feel is the purpose of art? For me, it keeps me alive. Art, I, you know, for, for me, it's really something that is learned, but it's also something that one has, it's a drive, it's, it's, it's questions, it's, it's alertness, it's doubt, it's having doubts, you know, it's taking everything, it's taking everything that life has to offer and sort of using it for some, for some end, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, we all do different. We, I mean, there's so many of us that are, that are engaged in practices and it's not just one thing, you know, it's not singular by any means, but it's a, it's a, it's a way of being in the world where every little bit matters. Um, and I can, you know, and I'm the one who's directing, you know, I'm the one who's making, I'm taking the rest, right? And and I'm accountable to them, you know, like I am responsible for my own life. Um, it's the it's the freedom and the permission to to determine what I'm invested in and what I'm working with. And it's it's you know, giving yourself the permissions to be in it um, completely or to take risks, to have courage, you know, and then to manifest it somehow in some, for me, I'm an object maker, you know, I paint and I, I mean, to have something to reflect those experiences uh, with, you know, to sort of work with it. And so it becomes like a mirror almost, but um, it's all so mysterious. I don't know. It just, it just kind of hit me one day. Say, here, girl, <laughs> here you are. This is deal with this. Um, I can't, I can't walk away from it. It's, I don't even, you know, it's, it's both anxiety sometimes uh, because you spend a lot. I spend a lot of time alone because I have to. You know, it's a kind of solitude, but it's also. Um, 
it's also, I'm also very much in the world, right? Because I have to pay attention. I pay attention in a, I'm paying attention with so many different, in so many different ways, right? Um, and it's a real gift to be able to give myself the permission to say, I want to do this and I'm doing this despite, you know, what you think I should be doing, you know? And I don't, there's not, there's, you, you know, you set the rules for how you're going to proceed. Um, it's a it's a very powerful, you know, sort of, it's a powerful process. And it's not, you can't be, you know, like, as I was saying, my new quote is no chickens. <laughs> you can't be timid about this. You can't be chicken about it. You just gotta, you gotta be strong. You gotta be, you know, you gotta go for it. You have to be courageous. And you have to you have to do your homework. There's a lot of research. There's a lot of, you know. There's a lot of knowledge that you know you have to you have to be engaged with. But also, there's so many different kinds of artists too, right? They, you know, everybody does it differently. Um, and it took me a long time to kind of hold that word. You know, it's a vibration that is very special, and um, there's a there's a legacy. You know, there's a there's a huge history of people who have been doing it that I admire and respect, and some that I've met and some I've never met. But you know, there's something about the drive and the passion and the journey that is fulfilling. And I can't think of anything better else to do, nothing better to do than that. You know? Thank you. When you're creating, do you ever think about your audience? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that good? Is that bad? There have been times, uh, especially when you're younger and you're, you know, you're in school and everybody's always asking, well, what's your, you know, what is this about? And what is this? You know, what is that? And who's this for? You know? Uh, yeah, and then at, at some point, you know, the the chatter, you know, um, the world, I mean, it's not like you leave everything behind, you know, I mean, everything is still here and, and you listen to it for a minute and then total peace is when you lose it, <laughs> like it leaves, it kind of goes far away into space. You, you mean when you sell it? No, no, no. It's not about the selling. You, I'm. Mean, you're always grateful when you sell it. You don't right, right. Make art to sell it. You just make. I make art to make it because I have to. And then when it sells, I'm really happy because I'm like, oh. But you know, that's not something you can count on <laughs> ever. Right, right. You just do it because you got to do it. I can't see it. I mean, I don't. I mean, this is what I love to do, and so I just want to keep doing it. But yes. At first, you have to, you sort of have to negotiate all those audiences, right? Because there's this expectation, you know, there's a certain expectation about what you should be doing, especially, you know, if you're, you know, a Latino or, you know, whoever, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Like this, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of expectations by many different people. And at, at the end of the day, you have to stand up for what you want out of it. And so, you have to be declarative about what you want. And, and then there's some point, that's all that matters. You just go and uh, you just continue. Um, this, and you have to, and you know, you don't know what the, what the outcome will ever be. <laughs> you just know you got to keep doing it the way you see it. It's trusting yourself, right? It's trusting your vision. It's holding on to your vision and fighting for it, fighting it for, with dearly, with, you know, your whole life. Mm. And so that's it. At the end of the day, you know, that's you have to you have to be willing to do that. You can't 
do you, you can't sacrifice your work for what somebody else needs or wants. So on that note, this has been a great conversation. We're winding down, but what do you feel is your role as an artist? <laughs> to keep on going <laughs> and, and to be surprised. Interesting. For you to be surprised? Yes, I love being surprised. Can you elaborate on that at all? I don't work with a certain expectation about what the end result will be. I work with an awareness of what, you know, of certain, of an idea of, you know, certain colors I may want to use. But at the end of the day, the, the, the process is really mysterious. And when I can be surprised, meaning I don't know what it was going to look like, but I really like it or, you know, as opposed to really hating it because it, you go through all these stages when you work, <laughs> you love it, you hate it, you, know, you trash it, you, you start it again. So that's what I mean. If I could be surprised at the end of all of that, uh, you know, after f- how many years of working, I've done good. Yeah, that's wonderful. I'm so glad I'm in your world. Thank you so much, Candida, for your time. It's been a delight to, um, to interview you. Thank you, Phyllis. It's, <laughs> I, it's been great because you, ha- you had a lot of really good questions there and you had a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but we didn't get into personal business, so that's what counts. But no, thank you so much. No, no, no. This is this is real, though. This is yeah. as personal as you can get. I mean, you know, in terms of what matters. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. For additional content, please visit cerebralwomen.com and be sure to follow Cerebral Women on Instagram. 